It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Um, right, let's get a South African perspective on that game. It was Ireland in the finish winning that 13-8. to You do wonder, though, whether South Africa had have had a slightly better kicking game, whether that result would have been reversed. However, I'm not a big believer in that because if you take the penalty, you bring the game back to halfway and the game takes a completely different direction and the penalties that were awarded after that necessarily wouldn't have been awarded. So oh, if we had a kick three out of three, we would have made up nine points. It doesn't always quite work that way. Anyway, uh, let's get the thoughts of South African rugby correspondent John O'Connor. He joins us on the programme. Uh, the difference between the two teams today, John, other than the kicking? Uh, Ireland at the breakdown. So uh, they employed, and I, I had a discussion about this with um, a friend of mine who is a director of rugby at the current, or two-time in a row, premiership winners in Auckland, and that's Manukau Rovers, and he's a specialist at the breakdown. So they employ a technique called seal and steel. So they send two men on defense into the breakdown, and one does not go for the ball, one comes in slightly at an angle and occupies the space so that when the cleaner hits and tries to remove the jackler, can't get to the jackler. So technically it's illegal, but hey, you know, if your referee's not calling it and um, you're highly skilled at the break and you can employ it, go for it, right? And I don't think the, the, the box were ready for that technique. If they met again, I think they would be, whether that's uh, briefing the ref ahead of time or whether that's... Um, or whether that's preparing in their presentation of the ball and how they go into contact. But um, Ireland's, you mean Ireland was being uh, monstered in the scrum. Um, Ireland was being uh, picked off at, at the line-out. And, uh, and the difference, the thing that kept them in the game and allowed them to win was the fact that they could uh, dominate at the breakdown. Yeah, John, look, uh, I mean, it's an interesting one, um, what you've just said at the breakdown there. 16 straight wins now for Ireland, so clearly the referees don't see it as an issue. It would have been picked up at this point. I am surprised. I, I'm surprised. No, no, and I'm surprised. Well I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised, John, that South Africa, like I say, it's like anything, isn't it? You've got to go and knowing that you're going to do this and you need to adapt and you need to adapt quickly, John. Yes. No, I mean, you know, hats off to Ireland are superbly well coached and um, their cohesion is an absolute masterpiece to see, right? Um, and if they had, you know, if they had some of the out-and-out athletes that the box had on their team, and then they would be an extraordinarily frightening team to face. But the thing that concerns me um, about should these teams meet again is the issues that the box had today, which is kicking, that can be addressed. Andre Pollard is back in the team, so um, and he's he's stronger on defence. Maybe not as good uh, a distributor, but stronger on defence and good with kicking. There are issues around a couple of penalties at scrum time for early engage can be addressed, um, and uh, that issue around the breakdown they can address either in their technical review of how they're going to attack the breakdown themselves or speaking to the refs. The issues that Ireland had is that they don't have three two-meter-plus players to, con- to 
to give three separate targets at the lineouts, that can't be addressed. The fact that they are just monstered by sheer power, as well as technique, but power-wise in the scrum, that can't be addressed. So from that perspective, that's the concern for Ireland, is that how do they go one step up if the, if the issue is sheer cattle? If there was no Pollard the next time they play, I'd be concerned. Yes, I'd, I'd be concerned because how are you going to kick your kicks, right? Uh, g'day, John, Peter. Yeah, I'm just, just seeing in, yes. in the backlum play, um, I felt uh, d- uh, at your 12, 13, do you think this combination with Creole and, and Demonte, do you think that that's pretty settled on this going forward? Well, Peter, um, when it comes to expertise around the midfield at international level, I'm going to bow to your experience, right? Um, but so far as the investment that's been made, hmm. We know Bandiaki was outstanding and, and deservedly man of the match. Um, but at the same time, De Allende um, also had a tremendous impact on that mm. game. Uh, and, um, you know, he, he ended Gary Ringrose's uh, <laughs> afternoon. He did. He, he, he did. And then he, um, he sat um, Johnny Sexton down with a stinger on the shoulder um, that, you know, um, mm. he didn't fortunately break anything, but also he was like, is he going to stay on the field? And he had some wonderful carries, uh, a good defender. So he certainly is going to mm. remain there, nice. at least for the foreseeable future. The fortunate thing in that position, as in most positions across the box team, especially when Marks was still available, is that they've got mm. two players of world-class uh, standard in each position. So Esther Hazen, Joe Esther Hazen, is not going to be a huge drop in standard. Mm. Um, but the interesting thing is on the outside, I've always felt that Jesse Krill is a very steady, um, good defensive marshaller of the back line without a huge amount of creative phase, a, trem- a flair. He's a mm. tremendous athlete, right? Um, but I do think the box are missing what um brings them. Um brings a, a creativity yeah. and a creation of space. We saw that incredible flick behind the back <laughs> that set up the try against the All Blacks last year. That's and right. he also is exceptionally good on defense. So I think there is something lacking mm. there. But, you know, unless there's another injury, I'm not uh, going to be back okay. for this World Cup. Hey, John, um, look, it's all said and done. Assuming I'm not sure what Scotland... I haven't done my homework in terms of Scotland, Ireland, and I'm not saying Scotland aren't capable of still beating Ireland. Um, you know, yes. they just need a little bit more rugby under them. But let's just assume now that it is Ireland, New Zealand, it's going to be South Africa, France. Are right. you happier with that, though, that as a potential quarterfinal? Or would New Zealand have been the preferred option? Not with Dupont out. I mean, there could be, if let's say Dupont and Intermac were both available for France, maybe you can have, maybe at home everything the way they're playing, yeah, yeah maybe with Dupont and Intermac out. I mean, even if they were there, I'm not going to say I want to play the All Blacks. Who in their right mind says that sort of rubbish? Um, they're the All Blacks, man. Um, they're the most successful sporting team, not just rugby team, sporting team in history. Uh, they'll have players back. Um, they are highly skilled across the board. Um, if they can get parity at 
or just be slightly shaded in the forwards. They've got such creativity in the back line. No, I, I, I think that it might work out to be, especially with DuPont's injury, that South Africa has the easier game. And Ireland, I wouldn't be surprised at all if uh, the All Blacks knocked them out in the quarterfinal. And John, just on, on the 7-1 split, do you see this a, a regular occurrence from Rusty in, in, in the big uh, quarterfinals or all the big games? Do, do you feel like this is Rusty's go-to um, for the rest of the tournament? No, I, I don't think so. I think that if the Scotland game had been lost and they knew they had to win this to go through, I think they would have gone with a 6-2 split. Mm. But the fact that um, they're basically through already, um, he wanted to give something a try. Mm. He wanted to um, experiment. And, and the reason why the box, what's not really spoken about here in New Zealand, but it's discussed at length on, in, in Northern Hemisphere rugby when they look at the box and in South Africa, is the reason the box pulled this off is not... That it's because their their 7-1 split is made possible by players who can play at a high level in multiple positions across the back line and among the forwards. The fact that they have um, Quacha Smith is the key because Quacha, when he comes in, that makes that 7-1 uh, possible is he can play 6, 7, and 8, 11, 14, 13, and 12. Yeah. Because he played backline at sevens level and was the sevens internet the HSBC sevens player of the year mm. um, at backline level. So he's got all those skills, right? And you have to be a very special player to be ninety kilograms and make the box team <laughs> at sure. World Cups, right? <laughs> so sure. um, I mean, if that guy was another twenty kilograms heavier. It's a frightening thought, yes. right? Um, well, Ian, an, Ian Foster would play him a hooker for the All Blacks, mate, because, you know, just want the best players on the field. We'll play him a hooker, mate, you know? Down, dad to our first five at yeah. fullback and to add to our winger at centre and our fullback at second 5-8 and our seven at eight. Why not put him at hooker? Yeah. <laughs> but the difference is that these players have had experience. Mm. You know, Franco Mostert has played international rugby at at six and he plays, he, he started at lock. Um you see players like uh, Jesse Creel has played international rugby oh, yeah. at wing. Mm. Cheson Colby has had a, a, a lot of a play at Pro 14 level at uh, 15. Uh, Willemse has played international rugby at 10, and he was playing 15. So the fact that they can cover all these positions is what, is what makes it possible. But if this was a knockout game, um, I don't think they would have gone. Cool. Yeah. Hey, John, lovely to have you on the program as always. Thank you for your insight. John O'Connor there giving us his thoughts on his South African team. Going down today to Ireland, 13 points to eight. I don't think um, either side will take too much out of it. They just know they're going to be battled hardened going into that quarterfinal. Such was the intensity of it.